Good evening, Hello. Mr. Matt Awkward and listeners at home. Welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And you know what? We're talking about a Bill Paxton vehicle from 1983. It's just a little bitty baby just Bill Paxton. A little bitty baby Bill Paxton <laughs> uh, hanging out with Mike Muir out in in, uh, in California going to punk rock shows making this stabby movie what a great life for this guy back then tonight we are talking about mortuary i'm glad you said it because honestly i kept mixing it up with mausoleum yeah okay i can see that i've actually never seen this until you proposed it that's a funny sound of motorcycle I've, oh is that what that is i, I thought so. someone was wheeling something through the store <laughs> i uh like I'd a never... coffin yeah oh this movie has coffins. You know, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've i never seen this movie, but I, I kind of like never gave it a... Uh, I didn't realize how 80s it was. Like, looking at the cover, I kind of yeah. got this vibe it, where... It's a very 70s vibe. Yes, and I kind of thought it was going to be like a hammer kind of yep. thing. Yep, like, I agree. How I, and then on the back of the box, it's just like a woman on a table getting cut. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah, show yeah. you anything. It, it feels very And then when I put 70s. it in, it was just like, oh, they're on a roller skating rink, and like the, the cars are cool. <laughs> like, this is fun. Yeah. I, I had no idea. So I kind of just put this off forever. Yeah, no, I I am completely with you. I I always saw this as one of those super slow moving seventies things that I was like, nope, this is not no, gonna work for it. me. Uh and so I just I never watched it and I'm so sad that I didn't because yeah. I as much as it is very slow in parts and it is a snooze yes. <laughs> for for much there there's so much of this movie that's a fucking snooze. Oh yeah. But there's also a lot of really fun stuff about it. Definitely. And uh not to, I mean, obviously the roller rink padding is really fun. Yep. Some of the padding of this movie is super Some fun. of the padding is super fun. Others is, ooh, let's walk through this house. Let's. Yeah. Oh, did I just see a shadow? I'm going back to bed. Going oh, wait, did back I just to see bed. a shadow? I'm just going to go back to bed. I'm just gonna... Oh, wait, did I just see a shadow? Just, 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 just get killed already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, did somebody uh, try to break into the house and kill my daughter? And I know that there's a psycho on the loose and that he wants to kill me and blah, 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 blah. Are you sure it's just not your imagination? You know what? Are you like 100% sure you could just didn't, like, call the this? police. No. There is a broken window. You know what? Fuck it. It's Going back to bed. It's probably just your imagination. Let's have some Go brandy and back to get bed. some Z's. Let's get drunk and fall asleep. <laughs> it's going to be fine. And that is some of the wonderful logic of this wonderful movie. Uh, but let's talk about it. Gun it. All right. Okay. So we open on a first off. This this whole thing is set in a sprawling mansion. It's not that big. It is hard <laughs> to relate to them. They have a literal courtyard. They have clay covered like driveway. They have a swimming pool on a cliff overlooking a beach. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> this place is like a bajillion dollar. You can't relate to that. No, I mean, it looks just like my place. I'm rich in my mind. <laughs> yes. I'm rich in friendship. I'm rich in f- spirit. <laughs> yeah, you know, you've got spirit. Uh, but uh, it, it is it, it does kind of feel weird, like trying to relate to the characters in yep. this, because they are ultra rich. Um, and also, they love lavender. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of, like, everybody kind of wears a lot of lavender in this. Yeah, at least right. the two members of the of that family yep. love that color. Um, and so she, uh, this woman shows up. First, we're introduced to her. She comes into the house. She's wearing a lavender jogging suit. She goes inside. We get some lovely shots of their swimming pool. We're introduced to that for some reason. And uh, there's a guy sitting by the chair 
by the pool in a chair smoking. Oh, do, 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 do. And uh, shadowy figure sneaks up from behind him and beats him to bonk, death with a baseball bonks bat. Bonks him with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the girl, uh, lavender jogging suit there, pops up and she's like, oh, crap. Yeah. All in slow motion. <laughs> it, oh, my God. The slow, <laughs> I mean, she doesn't say, oh, oh, crap. But if you if you say, oh, crap, like, oh, oh crap, crap. It, it'll fit the scene. It just it worked really, perfect for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> she's the slow-mo and the funny music. The combination <laughs> of those two things is hilarious in that mm-hmm. scene. Uh, it's, I, And that's part of what's fun about this movie is that some of it is so like made-for-TV cheeseball. Like, a lot of it feels like an after-school special from the it 70s. Does. Yep. And, and it's shot like that, too, mm-hmm. which is, which is you know, it dates it and makes it kind of fun. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I liked those parts, but mostly because they're kind of incompetent. <laughs> uh, okay, so he he lands in the pool with a mighty splash, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we get the slow motion. She goes, Daddy! <laughs> And then we cut directly to one of the best chicken noise scenes I've Agreed. seen since the room. I would since, say. Um, what did we watch for the chicken? Uh, hackle lantern. The hackle lantern. That was a t- to be to be fair. That was a turkey impersonation. Oh, that's right. But he does call him a turkey here, so it really like, there I, is yeah, a connection. That's why I said it. I mean, it really <laughs> continuing the '70s thing. He's calling him a jive turkey. Jive turkey. I believe he's a jive turkey for making these chicken noises. They do some slap fighting. They do a little bit of slap boxing. And <laughs> when I was watching this, I thought it'd be funny if it was like um, they live and they just did that slap <laughs> fight for like twenty minutes straight. <laughs> it uh, unfortunately did not happen. <laughs> stop making the chicken noises! Stop making the, stop making the chicken noises! Make me, make, make me stop. <laughs> <laughs> I would, uh, I would be so into that. And, and the way this movie pads, it would not surprise would me either. Would be shocking <laughs> no. to see twenty minutes of them slap fighting. Um, okay, so they decide that they're done with their little chicken fight. And uh, also, he's never heard a chicken in real life. This no. guy's like <laughs> makes the weirdest noises. But okay. They go into this warehouse. It's the warehouse for the the mortuary. Okay, yes. And this is one of the many... There are some problems with overcomplication of this plot. And this is one of them. Uh, One of them is that, like, instead of just having a warehouse adjacent, just shooting it as though this warehouse was attached or just the back to the building room of the or the back room That's of the mortuary. That's all you had to do. Yeah. Whatever. Instead, there's this separate location where certain things happen. Sometimes they're doing weird ceremonies there. Sometimes <laughs> they're doing them back at the mortuary. It's it's too weird and confusing. But And the mortuary obvious, apparently goes through a lot of tires, too. <laughs> So they just have all these bald tires in this warehouse. I love how much mileage, no pun intended, sorry, uh, they get out of those two fucking tires. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what if we tie it from a rope and drop it? What if we what chuck if it, it out a door? <laughs> <laughs> like, literally the biggest scares and slash threats, really, in this movie are tire related. And they're not a, like tires a, on vehicles. They're just by themselves. Yeah. It's a prequel to uh, Rubber. God, I love that movie. Me too. It was really fun. Uh, okay, so uh, there, these two have arrived at this warehouse that belongs to the mortuary because one of them, uh, I can't remember his name, uh, he worked for the mortuary washing corpses. Yes. 
It's and just like detailing automobiles. <laughs> I mean, that's why the tires. Yep. Sometimes you got to put them up on blocks <laughs> and just put new tires on them. Uh, and so. But he saw a seance. Okay. But pr- prior to this. So the reason they're there is because he got fired. For seeing a seance. Oh, that's right. That's right. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. That is. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's a very common reason people get fired. For. He saw he saw them. <laughs> and the worst part is that they keep saying these things. So the first thing we see, they're like, oh, they're doing a seance. And it's clearly an occult ritual. Mm-hmm. It's not a seance. Everybody knows what a fucking seance yeah. looks like. This is not I've a seance. I've seen seances in movies this plenty of times. One million percent not a seance. They're, mm-hmm. they're not sitting down. They're walking around a cauldron. It's like clearly a this witch thing. It's just like thing. Hack-O-Lantern. It's just like Hack-O-Lantern. <laughs> this is a satanic ceremony if I ever saw one. And I really have never seen one. But it is. And it doesn't even have, this movie doesn't even have the decency to have them naked. True, and because I, you know, that's how seance satanic ceremonies work. I mean, I that's it. how I that's how witch movies. movies work. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the witch movies always have naked folks. Don't worry, this movie has plenty of naked folks. Yeah, dead ones. <laughs> we. I mean, for for one of the characters, she's still alive, and the three the three actresses that portray her naked are all alive too. Uh, <laughs> that was, oh my God, I can't wait to get to that part. Uh, all right, so. so you won't notice if we shoot it in this angle, right? <laughs> won't notice that she has black, black hair, hair. <laughs> and no breasts when it's this way, that she has brown hair and breasts when she's shot from this <laughs> angle, and that she's ginger with freckles all over her body when she's the normal actress. No one will you ever sp- know. You spent a lot of time on these scenes. I rewound it 55 times <laughs> for all of you so that th- so that That's I could get this. That's the kind of work we put into it. <laughs> I just care so much. Um, okay, so my favorite part of this, and of all the of of all the Chekhov's guns that have ever been inserted into a movie, this is the most ludicrous one that has ever existed. Yeah. They're just fucking around, and they open a coffin at random, and they're like, look, a party hat. Look, party favors. A toy look, robot. A, a, a toy robot. Look. An M16 <laughs> that is fully loaded with a clip with the safety off. Ha! Huh. Huh. Neat. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. Um, but either way, that is a thing. And then also there's a huge embalming set up there that he's... Eh, whatever. Maybe this means something, but he reacts like, what the fuck is there? What is an embalming setup yeah, yeah, doing yeah. here in, in the a, mortuary's a warehouse? Mortuary. warehouse. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, yeah, okay. That was weird, but didn't make any sense. That's fine. Yeah, he uh, also says he's grabbing those tires because the boss owes him money and also says they won't miss him because the tires are bald as hell. It's like, then what do you want the tires for? <laughs> it's the principle of the thing. He knows he's going to miss them because he does so much stuff with them. He sets up traps and hangs them from the ceiling and just all sorts he's of shit. He's a tire enthusiast. He's <laughs> probably a, a Facebook group for that. He's a bald tire enthusiast. I'm going to look up tire groups. I guarantee they're out there. Um, okay, so... Look at that tread on that one. <laughs> so these two dorks hear some chanting and they look down in the lower level of the warehouse and they're like, hey, look... Isn't that my old boss? Hey, he's having a crazy occult ceremony. Look at that. And so this is the second occult ceremony he's seen with this guy. And this one is complete with four witchy ladies dancing around a cauldron. 
And I mean, dancing is a little much. Walking they're, they're walking in a circle, and sometimes <laughs> they put their hands over their heads. Sometimes they do a little. They oh, they do the Dracula with their capes too. Oh, yep, that's right. They got like big Dracula swishes. Um, but one of them says, "Wait a minute, isn't that Christie's mother?" And so later, this will become very important. Uh, okay, so whatever he calls it a seance. It's not, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... They split up so he can go get the tires. <laughs> he's going to go get the tires. No, it's more like he's like, I'm going to get the tires, and this guy cannot pull himself away from this yeah. just fascinating <laughs> ceremony. With, Again, that would make sense if they were naked. Like middle-aged... Exactly. Like, no way. I'm soaking this in. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to hang out here. And he's like... <sighs> it doesn't work when you're like, no way, man. I want to watch these people just walk around in circles covered in black stuff. <laughs> I want to watch middle-aged ladies from L.A. walking around yeah. in a circle. This is pretty cool. This is pretty... Just, just, just go get the tires. I'll be yeah, right here. No, this is... <laughs> it's my thing. What are you going to do? Um, and so... <laughs> So he gets, when he goes to get the tires, uh, he, he shows up in this area where the tires were previously, and he's like, my tires, my tires, and it turns out they've moved. He's like, oh shit, and then he walks four feet, maybe three <laughs> steps to the, towards the camera, location. and the, he's like, oh, there they are, they were moved literally like <laughs> they easily could have rolled this distance by themselves mm-hmm. and you absolutely saw them but whatever pretty funny um and then he comes back and he's he looks at a, he sees an arm hanging out of a coffin and says oh my god it's mrs andrews which doesn't make any sense which to doesn't us mean anything to us now but later on we find out that uh, Andrews is the leader of the this weird little cult, and he's the owner of the and mortuary. the owner of the mortuary. So uh, the chanting cultists leave their vestibule downstairs, and somehow somehow this doesn't bother the dumb blonde guy. He's like, oh wow, I wonder if they're gonna find us here breaking and entering. <laughs> Neat. Uh, you he's know. like, Tim! Tim! <laughs> and he screams and like slams on the doors. It's like, yeah. These idiots. <laughs> uh, it's so frustrating. Um, but whatever. So he makes a bunch of noise and uh, and then he yells. Uh, the other guy yells. What was he yelling about? I don't know. He's, maybe he just yelled because he was about to get stabbed by the the. Go, the ghoul. Well, the guy getting the tires gets yeah gets he gets by stabbed. The ghoul. Yep, there is a ghoul. There's there's a white faced ghoul type. He looks like Brain Guy from Mystery Science Theater. He looks like Bill Corbett in his like <laughs> Brain Guy outfit. Um, and so or the Grim Reaper from Bill and Ted. He also looks a bit like the Grim <laughs> Reaper from Bill and Ted. Uh, so dumb blonde guy Greg tries to get out of the various doors and he's locked in. I guess that's a thing that happened. I don't know. He we wanders never around. How he got out either. And so like, yeah, so you think the satanic cult would like react to all the banging and the, I mean, obviously it must've heard him. But yeah. We just do this like after his, so yeah, to a plot point though, his buddy gets killed and he thinks that his buddy just left him and drove because off they in stole, his van. Because the cult stole the van. 
Yeah, but but no, we don't know that. He thinks his friend just drove off on him. Right. Remember, that's why he's that's chasing. What, that's what he thinks, that's but what he we, thinks. Know, we, we know. We know that the oh, yeah. cult has stolen We know because his friend got stabbed in the yes. belly with the, uh, I think it's a trocar. Is that <laughs> is what it's called? The uh, sucking mortuary tool? If you say so. Uh, isn't that the isn't that the big turtle from Ninja Turtles 2? That's Toka. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, either way, it's an embalming needle. Who cares? Yeah. He stabs he stabs him with that. It's a cool little gag because the the rubber thing in the back, you can get blood to come out of it and so it's like and every slasher needs a unique weapon. Yeah. And this is it this is, one. It is a unique weapon. It, unfortunately, it's not very um it's not very cinematic. Like when it's being brandished, like it can kind of be like a little bit um I don't know what to call it, like uh, like Italian, you know, like a giallo kind of thing. Like you can get it in scenes, and it looks like kind of kind yep. of cool. And but it's just like stabbing somebody with a metal drinking straw. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> but when the actual stabbing happens, it's kind of weird. But it is that thing where, like, in order to kill them, they do kind of have to. He does kind of have to stab them a whole bunch of times, and which, then get his groove on. Ooh, he, yeah, Ugh. that was that part was weird. I did not like that. I was not into that either. Okay, um, it is called a trocar. I just looked it up. Yeah, so that's his <laughs> weapon of choice is a trocar. Trocar. A, it's a big metal drinking straw with a tube at the end of it. <laughs> it. Except the it goes the other way. the The embalming fluid goes out. Yeah, but in this, when you're using it not connected to a machine like he does, true. That's what it's like. The blood goes the other way. Yep. Okay, so um, we don't know exactly how the blonde doofus gets in contact with his girlfriend. It just happens. It just happens. This movie does this several times. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, I guess they got away from the person chasing him. Good thing I had a cell phone from the future, and I called my girlfriend yeah. on her cell phone from the future. Uh, who knows? How'd he even get out of that warehouse? He was locked in last was, time we knew. Last, like, last we knew he was locked then in. Then all of a sudden it's like, boop, I'm driving in the car with my girlfriend. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scene omitted for clarity. Um, so she uh, she's driving him back from the warehouse, I guess. It took a while because it's nighttime now. Yep. And, and this scene makes no sense. So <laughs> this is Christy, our I main character. Are my jumping to the roller rink or is there something? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. That's, that's so, the thing I love. So they're just like, where's Paul? Maybe we should know his name's not Paul. Where's... I don't know, Greg. Or Where's who, who, cares? who fucking cares? Who cares? Where's dude? Oh, maybe he's at the roller rink. Let's go there. So they go to the roller rink, and we get a lot of awesome 80s roller skating action, and I love the vibe, but then they're like, oh, look, there's his van. Let's go in and find him. But when they go in there, he's not there. And then when they go back out, he's gone again. So we know that this cult or somebody or the killer took his van what did the killer do? Just go to the roller rink, hang out for a sec, get a coke, and like bounce again? Yes. All whitish ghoul looking? Like it's the only there's the <laughs> only answer to this question. And the other thing is, how did they know he like how did they randomly guess? Why would the cult randomly guess? Like, even if this person that the cult doesn't know yeah. hangs out at the roller rink a lot, they wouldn't know that. They might, because we do know who the person is that took the van. Does he know? It's the killer. Shh. Oh, because it's Paul. Yeah. So I guess So it kind of makes sense, but why would he do it is a question. Like, what's Good he point. Doing? What's his point in taking the van? What's his point in leaving dude behind? Like, I, what's his point in not killing the dude that he left behind? Because dude he left behind is dating the girl that he loves. 
Why wouldn't you kill him too that I same d- day? Why would he just run away like there's that? There's so much of that. Yeah. Nothing there's... like there's it's it's one of these things that doesn't make any sense. Just like the seance shit. None of that makes None any of it makes sense. sense. No. I love the I love the way that they ADR the hey, he's here as they get out of their car. Yeah. Um, but then we go in and we get some like hilarious roller skating antics it, to man. break it up. I love it, love it, love it. Yeah, it's it's I love the fashion, I love the music. It's just uh it's it's fun nonsense. Yep. And oh my god, the signs inside. Yeah, so cool. Oh, that, it just brings me back. That man. location is beautiful. Yep. I'm sure it's beautiful. probably torn down now and yep. big expensive clothing store is probably I'm there. I'm sure. I'm sure it's an anthropology by now. Yeah, but it uh, yep. But man, this scene takes me back. I used, I was a big big purveyor at the uh of the um a big visitor to the Family Skate Center in Sanford growing Ooh. up. That was awesome. And they had Nintendo competitions there. Holy they had, shit. Uh, they had arcade games there. Wow. Kung Fu Champion. And it sucks. I hate that game. But it's still. I'm playing Kung an Fu? arcade. Oh, Kung yeah. Fu. Kung Fu Champion. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's, it's ass. <laughs> or maybe it's Karate Champ. I think. Oh, Karate, Karate Champ, Champ is That's definitely ass. That's I, the ass hey, game I've got a portable about. version of that right over there. That You, you can, can buy it at CoastCityComics.com. And, and I mean, it's not ass. It's great. It's, it's a great really game. <laughs> <laughs> Buy it at CoastCityComics.com. Exactly. Um, yeah. So whatever we get, we get a bunch of little little antics, and uh, whatever. The chubby guy can't skate good. He can't skate good. <laughs> so uh, once they go outside, they see that the van is gone afterwards after they've had their fill of social antics, uh, and so his girlfriend takes him home, and they decide to make out in the car before. Make out. They decided to go all the right. damn way in his parents' driveway. <laughs> yeah. Like, really close to the door, too. It was a very strange choice. But unbeknownst... The first of second times they do that in this movie. True. Unbeknownst to the horny teens, a hooded figure is sneaking up from the bushes it's behind the them. It's the ghoul It's the g-g-g-ghoul. Uh, he's just about to open the car door when Greg's parents turn on the outside light. Greg, where have you been all night? Again, the ghoul could have taken Greg out at the the, so the warehouse. Many thousands of places he could have done that, and he would have been alone with nobody to catch him. Yeah, he's. Well, I mean, he's also <laughs> crazy as hell. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> at the that end, only goes so far. That's true. I mean, because he's also passing as just kind of a weirdo in normal life. Yeah, and so it's not like he's. It's not like he's so clearly crazy that everyone around him is like. Ooh, that guy's fucking nuts. Mm. Because they actually interact with him yeah. on a regular basis. They're like half friends. Yeah, they're sort of like passing passing friends. Because the next day at Cliffside Junior College, Bill Paxton's just gotten a new Mozart record. <laughs> want to come listen to my Mozart record with hey, me? Hey, you want to come to my come to my place and listen to my Mozart record, Christy? Uh, it's going to be great. I love I love too that he's holding a Doors record too. It's like maybe maybe lead with that. Yeah, maybe lead with the Doors <laughs> record, dude. But no, nope. you a Doors fan. <laughs> <laughs> so instead, uh, but she's not really interested. But she's being very polite. Yeah, she's a uh, nice girl. And she's wearing the same lavender outfit or some new permutation of that mm. lavender outfit. From she knows when, what colors look good on When her dad was killed. <laughs> and how long ago did that happen? Was it that day, that week, that year? A couple hours. No clue. <laughs> Could have been the same day for all we know. Either way, she blows off Paxton to go hang out with her hot Aryan boyfriend, Greg. <laughs> um, Who Greg... can't act to save his damn life. <laughs> he can't. I, I've got to say... 
we'll get to it later on. But Greg as a character from a slasher movie as the male protagonist, maybe one of the most enlightened, like awesome, like decent people characters I've seen in one of these. Okay. Like later on, as we go along, he's like kind of kind of a great character. I don't know. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, but okay, so he so he says that his van was found at the bus station, and nobody knows where Josh is. And the police have the van now. Now the police have the van. It's so stupidly confusing. There's no reason why it couldn't have just been Josh's van, and then they found out that it was missing, and he just drives something else. Yeah. It, it just th- this whole thing was yet another. I mean. Again, because they're doing this like whodunit thing, they're adding complications. But so much of this is just complicated to the point where you don't really understand what's going on anymore. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, oh, maybe it's this. You're just like presented with just like such a flurry of nonsense that you're, you just kind of give up and you don't try to follow any leads <laughs> on any where anything goes. Um, so... Let's see. Uh, where are we? We go to the police station. Oh, that's right. Greg's dropped off at the sheriff's office. He goes to pick up the van. We meet our sheriff. We'll be seeing a lot of him through this movie. And by a lot of him, I mean this one scene. Yeah. Greg is, while Greg is there, Christy drives off and she's on a lonely stretch of highway. <laughs> all alone. And a gloved Argento baddie pulls up behind her. In some sort of largish sedan. Uh, oh my God, who is it? He's swerving ang- aggressively. And he's following me, and he's chasing me, and he's chasing me, and then I'm at home. And then uh, apparently I'm just on I, this massive long road in my driveway because it's I, a sprawling estate. And, and I guess I got away? Like, got, got, man, you ever seen a car chase in a movie <laughs> that just like stops with no resolution? We, <laughs> it's just no like, idea what I have no idea like when to end. Like, we don't see him turn off. We don't see him back off. We don't see her, her like round a corner and like take a shortcut that he misses. Like usually that's what happens in these. It's just like, no, middle of a car chase, cut, I'm at home, nobody's chasing me. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, and it, it feels like... Seriously, be- did they fuck up the shot they meant to have in that? Like, no movie does this. I do not know. All I know is that the like it's as though they were shooting those things in different parts of the country. It's like an Arizona setting for yeah. that chase. Like, one of those crazy deserted Arizona, like, mountainous kind of roads where yep. they're like, oh, shit. You know, you could go off the road at any time. Uh, and then it's like, oh, no, sorry, we're in California and we're back at your palatial estate in <laughs> wherever. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I love it. Uh, but OK, so she gets back to the house. Oh, man, I'm so freaked out from being chased. And a hand goes on her shoulder after she walks around for a really long time. <laughs> but it's mom. Yeah. Uh, she tells mom that someone was following her. Are you sure? And mom says, you're highly imaginative <laughs> ever since your father's accident. Uh, and he the sh- was an accident. He was murdered. No, honey, the sheriff investigated <laughs> and he said there was no foul play. You know the sheriff that I meet with at my secret meetings in the satanic cult? <laughs> uh, he investigated it and said it was fine. Everything's good. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, if he's a friend of the Satan cult, I guess he's probably fine. Worst mom ever. Like, everything this girl says is like, are you sure? Are you right. sure you're just not imagining so, that? You're pretty imaginative. <laughs> which which holds water for a while. Like, at the beginning, you're like, okay, oh, yeah, 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 okay. So, 
this is fine. You know, she's maybe she really is having some problems because her father was killed and maybe mm-hmm. she is having nightmares and she's clearly sleepwalking and there's there's some weird fantasy reality issues. And then at the end, she's like, I wonder if this has anything to do with that stalker that I never told you about that wants to murder you and your dad and <laughs> that was obsessed with was you and thinks that he's murdered, yeah. that he lives in a fucking mortuary and he's a fucking psychopath. I wonder if that's it. Your dad said that I should warn you about him. And holy <laughs> fuck, that scene. Thanks, mom. My jaw <laughs> dropped. This is like, I'm cutting way to the end, but like. Oh, yeah. Three quarters of the way through this fucking movie, mom drops this bombshell. Oh, that could have been helpful. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know, this this is the information that you want to you want up front when yeah. you think someone's trying to kill you. Maybe the fact that there's someone who was actually trying to kill you at one point would be important <laughs> to know. Uh, so, sure, why not? Um, and also, how do you beat somebody to death with a baseball bat and have no, <laughs> leave no marks? Oh, did she say that? Well, no, no because... Oh, the investigation. Yeah, obviously it would have been bludgeoned. Yeah, that makes no sense. Unless the sheriff was in on it. Well, exactly. But we never see the then, sheriff in on it, do we? that's a red herring. He's not in on it. Yeah, he was never there at the seance dance. Because we find out that even the cultists aren't part of it. Yeah, they're just... They're just weirdos. Well, yeah. They're just weirdos along for the ride. That death was the spoiler alert. That was Bill Paxton who yeah. killed the dad with a baseball bat. So the the coroner would have to see someone with like a broken neck and broken ribs and bruising all over their back and say, yep, nothing weird here. And the mortician would obviously see it. And what would he have? What's his game to hide it? Like. Maybe he knows that it's his son. That's the thing that pisses me off. But that's he's all where you shocked could, at the end. That's where you could have fixed it. If he'd been like, listen, I've covered up for you once. Yep. And One I'm, line's all it takes. That's it. If he'd just said that, it would have made this whole fucking thing make sense. Yep. Boo. Weird. Whatever. So, because he could have been the medical investigator for yep. the whole thing. And then he could have said, oh no, he probably got it falling off the diving board and hitting the, the concrete or whatever something like that cut back to that it would have been great Mm. Eh, whatever okay so um uh, yeah greg has a heated argument with the sheriff and you know the the occult mortuary he tells the sheriff that the mortuary owner was in it and he's saying he wasn't yes he's denying it all which again doesn't make sense because they're not doing anything wrong if they were just having a seance or just doing their little Ouija board shit, then who cares? Unless he's embarrassed by it. I mean, but that, like, that's probably it, is that it's like an uptight community. He doesn't want to yeah, be known as like the, the, the weird, weirdo that's the doing weird cult guy. Ouija yeah. board shit. But at the same time, are you going to you gonna practically bank on like lying to a police officer and st- over looking kind of weird? Yeah. Like, eh. n- that's the other thing, is that all of these things, in order to make this movie work and to make all of the, the nonsense for the for that, like, the mystery of the story, mm-hmm. they have to make up a bunch of bullshit that doesn't float. Yeah. You know, and they just, they're counting on you watching this movie once, paying very little attention, looking for boobs, waiting for the kills, and then leaving. That's you know? pretty much how I watch every movie I, I mean, ever watch. And that's, that's the thing, is that so... <laughs> so uh, Except for the movies we covered, right? Here. Exactly. So when only, we, when only, you go, the only difference is watching it more than once, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so it is weird, but whatever. Uh, he, the sheriff lets him go. He gets all huffy, whatever. He again leaves out the part where he says that he saw Christine's mom. Yeah. He intentionally is like, did the sheriff ask, did you see anybody you recognized? Yep. And he's like, no. And then he leaves. Um, it's like that could have really led some credence to your story here. Sure could. Um, so Christie's having nightmares and they do yeah, this. When she not. Right. And it's, I kind of hate them because they're doing this weird infantilizing shit with her where she's like, daddy, daddy. And she's got like a stuffed animal in the corner and it looks like a six year old's room. Mm-hmm. It's like, eh, no. you grody. I hate her blanket. I don't know. There's something about oh, that it. quilt thing. That She's... weird quilt. I yeah. mean, I guess that's a 70s remnant, but to me it looks like a little kid's yep. blanket. Like it doesn't look like something an adult would have in their room. But maybe that's just me. Um so she flashes back to his murder and we get some new fun angles on his murder from like underwater <laughs> and like over his shoulder. And uh she goes walking downstairs in her weird 70s negligee. And we realize that she is a sleepwalker. And I want to say that she does the sleepwalking shtick really well. She's great. Yeah. She like she's absolutely awesome in this movie. So she walks all the way through the house a lot, and it's a big house. So we're gonna spend a lot of time walking. It it, it helps that they shot this in a massive in a massive mansion with a massive estate because then they can pad it out by her walking through yeah. every inch of the place. This would not work if she lived in a studio apartment. <laughs> it would be a much quicker movie. Takes like five steps and walks into the wall. <laughs> but she sleepwalks all the way outside and then in, and walks into the pool. In her white outfit? Yeah. Why would they do this? As a, <laughs> Why would the filmmaker do this? I just don't understand. And uh, so she walks herself right into the pool sleepwalky style and uh, doesn't wake up until she gets her mouth in the water and like it looks so convincing like when she snaps out of her sleepwalking like yeah it seems like a little thing but like i was i was very enamored by the fact that like, she snapped out of it when she hit the water and yeah and then she's like oh crap what the fuck am i doing in the pool and <laughs> walks out slowly and goes to walk back inside but that's when our ghoul pops out and goes christy <laughs> <laughs> yes i i do love that uh uh so she runs back inside after hearing the ghoul say her name the and ghoul is great at saying stuff and posing, too. He is. Christy, ah, strike a pose. Look at me, I'm scary. Ooh. <laughs> Mom says that she's probably dreaming and having a nightmare. And then, then interestingly, Christy says that she's in it with them. Mm. Christy accuses Mom of being complicit in the murder right off the bat here, which was an interesting thing. Um, Are you sure? Are you sure you're not dreaming that? Are you sure that's the stuff? Cut, cut maybe I was maybe I was dreaming this. <laughs> Wait, did I watch this movie? Yeah. Um, okay, so now we're at the cemetery and a hearse is pulling up and we cut to Christine Gregg having a heart to heart, I assume by her dad's grave. Maybe. And Greg admits that he recognized Christie's mom from the seance. <laughs> so uh that's weird. And he tells her that she was wearing the cape. That the killer was also wearing. Described her as wearing something very similar to what our killer was totally, wearing. Totally, yep. So just then, Paxton jumps in to show them the flowers that he bought for his mother's grave. Uh, and just to prove that he's a real weirdo, he takes one of the grave flowers and hands it to Christy. Well, she's dead. She's not going to miss it. She wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> uh, or is she? 
Uh, and, and then, then Paxton <laughs> does the most awesome, like, run, <laughs> skip, skip away kind of deal here. It's like he forgot what movie he was in. Yeah. And, like, what <laughs> that scene is, will go down in history for this movie. I mean, that is that is the takeaway from this movie, yeah. is Paxton running off, off screen doing, like, his spaz run. Yeah. How do you think that was directed, <laughs> like... <laughs> Okay, now run away. Now take it again, but run away like you're a quirky character in a rom-com. <laughs> My guess is that he just did that once as a joke, and the director was like, I like that. I like that. Do it more. Mm. Like, go go bigger. And he did. And they were just like, yep, that's the one. Yeah. You're a weirdo. Be a weirdo. Be a which, weirdo. I mean, nobody can be a weirdo like Paxton. Oh, I love him. God damn it. What an awesome dude. Mm. Uh, okay. So, where are we? Uh, Tell me, you're the one that takes oh, notes. Oh, that's right. Uh, so, <laughs> after the after his exit, we get some some backstory on Paxton's character on Paul, uh, which is that his dad locked him in a mortuary when he was a kid, and it messed him up. And his mom committed suicide, and he's been all crazy ever since. Yep. And. After all the incredible bleakness and finding out that her mom is probably a cultist and this horrible story about someone's child abuse and they're hanging out near the grave of her father and the idea that someone's plotting her murder, they make some fun jokes and skip away all happy. (laughs) We're so happy. Uh, Perfect. Just (laughs) nailed the character motivation as always movie. Uh, Greg goes to his mom's flower shop to visit with his parents, who are clearly uh, aged-out vaudeville comedians yes. of some description. They do some fun flower shtick, sh- like they're at Mushnick's Flower Shop. And uh, I love this line here. I can't recall. Do, do you have it written down? Or, I don't. Or he's just like a... They say that the, the, the mortuary guy is their biggest customer. Yes. And it's like, we're going to lose him because of your lies. And he's just like, well, he was telling lies about me and it made me mad. <laughs> He sounds like he's five years old. Exactly what he said. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't wasn't great. Some of this guy's reads are just so funny and and bizarre. They're so bad. And they sound so unnatural. (laughs) I absolutely agree. Uh, Okay, so... We he has to deliver the flowers anyway to the mortuary, and so we're gonna have a real uncomfortable it's scene be awkward. between between Greg and Walt. Mm-hmm. I think that's his name. <laughs> so, um, so after this after this moment of you know him threatening to stuff him in a coffin if he ever breaks into his warehouse again, uh, Paxton grabs him and drags him into the embalming room and is like, hey, come here. Watch me embalm this hot girl. Yeah. Um, I guess. That's yeah, weird. I was watching this with Sarah and she's like, of course it's a hot naked girl that they're embalming at the time being. <laughs> like, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's I, just like, of anybody he could be working on, it's like, oh, here's a supermodel. <laughs> yes. Of course, it's like the hottest person in the yep. entire movie is the naked lady on the on the slab. <laughs> Which, I mean, again, guys, when you're making these movies, have it be a weird-looking old person on the slab, and then have a shower scene. Yeah. Or have, you know, like, something else. 
you can't just fit Maybe. you can't just fit the boobs in anywhere. Yeah. This doesn't work, guys. It, <laughs> it's just it's odd and when it's, it's a super distraction that. too. Yeah, like exactly because they're actually dropping like it's like somebody trying to tell you what you're supposed to pick up at the grocery store <laughs> with like two naked models standing behind them. <laughs> it's like I'm not gonna fucking remember this. <laughs> <laughs> I am being distracted. Uh, so yeah, whatever. <laughs> But uh, why did you just bring home melons? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, <laughs> so Paxton gives Greg a bunch of nonsense lies about uh, how Josh always was talking about how he wanted to join the Navy. So yeah. uh, I'm guessing that he probably just uh, took off, uh, set sail, and he's uh, probably uh, in the middle of the ocean right now. That, that's probably why you can't find him. I wouldn't even call him. Uh, he's in the ocean. Uh, he's a Navy man. He's probably a four-star general. Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, but he also he says that the cops are asking questions about him, blah, blah, blah. Which is funny because later on, at the end of the movie, the same lines exactly are repeated by his dad. What's that? To him. He's like, the cops have been coming around asking all sorts of questions, is what Paxton says. And then later on, his dad says that to Paxton. He's like, the cops have been coming around asking all sorts of questions and blah, 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 you know. So I don't know why there was that connection between the two things. (laughs) Maybe just reusing dialogue. Um, so turns out this random dude is not supposed to be in here, especially since his dad hates him. So dad kicks him out of this room when he comes in and also Paxton's taking way too long embalming this corpse. You so, haven't even aerated her yet. You haven't even aerated her yet. <laughs> you haven't even added the aerator to her yet. All the water is going to be coming out all, all at once. It's so environmentally unsound. Uh, and so he just grabs the, the pokerator and pokerator. pokerator. I believe that was what you said. It was uh, it's, it's called a, a tow car. <laughs> I like to think of it as a razor. Um, I like pokerator. I like pokerator. <laughs> I think that's probably. What I'm going. Call. I'm sticking with that. Okay. <laughs> Fuck tow car. Fuck the English language. It's a pokerator. Take that English language. Mm. All right. So Greg and Christy go back to Christy's place now, and this scene is infuriating and also made me think that there was something wrong with my tv honestly yeah um and what does it mean why does this happen you're talking about the power outage right i don't uh, there's only one answer they're coming home and it means that literally bill paxton is standing next to the main breaker and going Oh, they're going to listen to the radio for a little while. Oh, now it's off. He's just fucking with their power. That's that's the only answer. It makes no sense. So they go home to study, but they can't study because it's dark. So they go to build a fire. Then the power starts turning on, but the radio's cranked up too. And then the power turns off and the power on. Off, on, on off, off, on, on, off. On, and it goes on for way for too long. Ever. And it's so, like you said, frustrating. Like, I'm getting annoyed. I'm like, with the power just stay the fuck on. Like, stop it. It is it is legitimately annoying. Uh and another another one of these like just giant padding scenes for nothing. Just, nothing happens. There here. was no no payoff to that whatsoever. And also prior to this, my favorite my favorite thing about this movie was the uh she goes in, she's like, I'm gonna get us some food and she walks in and she just grabs a tray off the table and it's already got a carton of milk on it. Yeah. So 
I like you lukewarm milk all day. <laughs> the power's been out, so even if it wasn't in, even if it was in the refrigerator, that thing's gone bad. <laughs> She's like, but I left it out on the counter since yesterday. Would you like some milk? <laughs> That'll get us some crunchy milk. Will get us in the mood for a makeout sesh. But then they think the ghoul's there, and so. They Greg, hear they hear noises outside. Greg grabs a poker. Yep. And he's about to clobber the ghoul when it comes through the door. But whoop! Oh, it's Christy's oh, mom. It's mom. And she's like, "Oh yeah, the power company. I tried calling them. I thought they had it fixed." And she's like, "I tried calling you, but the phone lines out." It's like, "What is going on?" And that's that's the problem again, because this is like this is mom gaslighting Christy. There's no question about it. But then, at the end of the at the end of the movie, we realized that that's not what was happening. Yeah. But that is what's happening. So I it's mean, like you can't you can't just have things that once you go back and look at the movie don't add up. That's what I'm saying. The this only makes sense if they, don't work. This only makes sense if right. she was like trying to drive Christy only crazy that, or something. It. But she's not. So nope. Why? So <laughs> why? Why does any of this exist? No. Mm. It, because the movie was poorly written. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Greg and Christy somehow follow mom to the meetup with the mortuary guy. She gets in a hearse and, and Christy realizes that that hearse was what was following her. Somehow she didn't realize that was a hearse at first. I guess I couldn't tell either from the way it that he was look driving. Like a, it's a black station wagon. Ain't no damn hearse. There's a hearse in the warehouse. Yeah. They ain't using that one. Nope. Pull that thing out, dude. <laughs> so, and we also cut to a guy uh, in a cloak painting the corpse of Mrs. Andrews, uh, painting her face up in the warehouse. So we, after seeing this, we're pretty sure we're going to get a corpse party. Yeah. You know, mm. this is a nice pointer to the to that happening at some point, which is great. Um, Christy goes to investigate something upstairs, and then someone throws a freaking tire at her. <laughs> <laughs> uh and meanwhile, this is more of that convolution, like you said. They're 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 trying to find where they went, so they assume that they went to the, the warehouse. So they're walking around the warehouse forever just to get a tire thrown at him. Then they're like, "Oh, he also said that they did the ceremonies at the funeral home." Just just have it in one building. <laughs> just have it in one building. But again, the, the movie would be forty five minutes long if That's all of this all stuff it needed was to be. I agree. I absolutely agree with you. Um, you know when but, Twilight Zone went to like hour-long episodes? This is one of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you know... Okay. So imagine you were like a cop and you're like looking for a suspect. You're like, I'm going into this warehouse and then somebody shoots at you and you're like, well, I didn't find him. And then you leave. <laughs> That's what this tire being thrown down a flight of stairs at them was where they're like, well, I guess there's nothing here. Exactly. We'll go somewhere... Where the fuck Where did, did you they come think from? that fucking tire came from? That didn't roll. Someone threw it. <laughs> it did not roll down the stairs either. It <laughs> flew like a rocket. <laughs> if it had hit Christy, it would have killed her. <laughs> I wish it did. <laughs> this would have been a different movie. No, 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 not, not kill her. Just bonked her right in the face and then she got up and just went, ouch, like Naked Gun style. <laughs> or for the rest of the movie, she has a broken nose. <laughs> or, or big tire treads across her face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The like Mad car- Magazine. Like cartoon, yeah, exactly. Real. <laughs> I'm down. Totally down with that. Okay, so uh, Greg and Christy do go back to the mausoleum or mausoleum or... <laughs> it's a mortuary. Mortuarium. We're not and- watching mausoleum. 
<laughs> Next week, mausoleum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they find all the cere- the Satanists there, and they're finally doing an actual seance. What they are doing here is a seance. What was happening before, not a seance. And so, whatever. it's actually working. Unless dude's scamming them. He's, he's scamming them. Because what if he's not, and the ghost wow. really is there, and that's who is turning the lights on and off? Jesus Christ! It's the the place is haunted by the dad. He's like, it was a baseball bat. You know what? I'm kind of into that idea yeah. that there's a like just a random supernatural thing in it, and the only thing it did was fuck with the lights in the house. <laughs> I was trying to tell you I was killed by turning the lights on and off a lot. Right before they killed Paxton, they should have been like, and this is for fucking with my lights. And he goes, what do you mean? I never fucked with your lights. And then they kill him. And, and then the dad shows up and he's like, honey, that was me. I was doing that. Oh, dad. I like being very annoying. <laughs> like, I don't want you boning my daughter. Um, so, yes. That would be great. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Greg does stay with her at the house until mom gets home, which is very, very polite. Of like, there was a there was a moment where he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out, just make sure that she's okay, you know, whatever." And then mom does get home, which is uh, that was one of the scenes that I liked. Actually, it was like him talking to the mom. Mm-hmm. I thought that like his interaction with her was like, oh. He's like an adult and he's like talking about their relationship like a human being mm. as opposed to being like, yeah, Mrs. S, whatever, you know, like one of <laughs> yeah. those kind of characters. Yep. Because that's what that's the way that every male character is portrayed yeah, as right. in every 80s movie. And instead he's like, she's going through a lot and I, I'm really worried about her. We had an argument and, you know. And, you know. Oh, but this is right after they were boning, right? Oh, sorry. That's later. Yeah. I'm, I'm skipping ahead. Okay. I thought so. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, all right. Yeah, no, that, I guess that is it, right? Yeah. They go home and they, they bone. Yeah. They, they, they start to, and they then start sh- to, here's a, here's another thing though. They don't know when she's getting back from that thing. And they're just like naked, all naked on the, on the floor. floor, right in the front room. Yeah. And. So Christy sees a picture of her dad on the mantle, and she's like, I can't do this. Meanwhile, the ghoul's outside, about to get in. You know what yep. I mean? He's looking to get in. Um, then the mom show, but then they have their fight. She's like, I can't go through with this. Puts, yep. her, puts her clothes back on. Because she sees a picture of her dad. You know where you don't see pictures of your dad? In the bedroom where yeah. you should have been. So she walks upstairs, and the minute she walks upstairs, that's when the mom comes home. So it's like, kind of good they stopped, I guess. <laughs> it was good. But like... Who does that when you don't know when your mom's coming home? Nobody. Right there. Nobody. Just like, just like in the car in the front yard at his yep. house. Like, dude, drive down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the freaking parking ride. So anything but right in front of your <laughs> mom's door. Exactly. And that was the, this is the other moment. So yeah, this is the moment where they talk. But the other moment was before they were going to do it. She was like, she was like, I didn't say that it was okay yet. And he was like, are you going to say that it's okay? And he, she's like, Yes. And it was like he went and literally waited for absolute consent yep. before they started even making out. And I was like, how weirdly progressive of this movie to have that like like actual consent. He's like a squeaky clean 50s like Leave it to Beaver I character get, in an 80s movie. He kind of is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a 
fucking even, even dumbass. In, oh, yeah. Even in the beginning, though, when he was just like, get the tires. My boss owes me money. Hey, man, that's stealing. Stealing is bad. <laughs> stealing is bad. <laughs> yeah. But breaking into places is fine. <laughs> well, he uh, didn't want to be a turkey. Yeah, That's true. He was being called a turkey. <laughs> When he was no, he was being called a chicken. But no, what? Tur- was- ah, ah, <laughs> son of a bitch! Ah, poultry things. Poultry things. Uh, so okay. Uh, again, I'm Team Greg. Whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> mom goes to bed and puts on an even sheerer night dress than her daughter. It's a Just, competition. It's a fucking competition to see whose boobs are going to get out of those things faster. Uh, Christy has more nightmares. Because she saw her fucking dad killed. Get her to <laughs> therapy, please. I think she's just just a self in her imagination. I think I think I she's think, just she, very. I think you're imagining that you're having nightmares, honey. <laughs> I think I think you're imagining that you need therapy <laughs> for your trauma. Uh, yeah, boo. <laughs> so she goes on another one of her sleepwalking ventures, and this time she grabs a knife for her little sleepwalking Shit's adventure. Real. <laughs> she's like, ah. Must kill the queen. And so she tries the front door. Oh, it's locked. She can't get out. She goes to the back door. It's locked. She's about to get out. But then Bill Paxton is there ripping off Salem's lot so hard. (laughs) It's not even funny. He's doing the, let me in, Mark. I just want to come in. He's doing that fucking shtick. It's exact. Yeah, but at at ground level. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think he was floating. I think he was floating. Uh, you just couldn't see it from the angle they were oh, shooting. Oh, gotcha. Uh, either way, this scene- not as effective at ground level. <laughs> no, not at all. But this is like a this is a straight Argento. This is like a beautiful like this is like an, yeah, it's this awesome. is like an Italian movie. Yep. This moment, like Goblin, should have started playing like the, <laughs> like the second that the glass broke. But she sees him and she tries to stab him. Not being half asleep, not realizing that there was glass there. So she stabs through the window and it explodes outward and it is absolutely a perfect, perfect scene. Yep. I, wow. Can't say enough good about that. Nope. Um, But the thing that was weird about that scene and some of the other ones is that that was very clearly Bill Paxton. Yeah. Is that because we're watching it in high def and do you think that people who were watching it before knew that it was Bill Paxton at this point? I had trouble with that, too, because they rip a mask off him later on, too. So it's like, what are you doing? Are you wearing a mask or are you painting your face? A little bit of both? Like, I'm so confused. I mean, clearly he's just painting his face. <clears throat> yeah. And then the mask shows up just so that they can rip it off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's... But I, I was kind of wondering why they didn't give him a mask, too. Like, that would have they, they gave away the sense. killer. Like, But again, do you think but that... They, but they didn't. Yeah. It's, on, it's... on VHS, I doubt they gave away the killer. And I bet... I bet in a theater, they didn't give away the killer either. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think on film, you probably wouldn't have seen that. I think it's just like, we're seeing a cleaned up 2K restore. And it like... Yeah, I watched this on... I don't have this on tape, so I actually watched the HD2. Yep. Yeah, so maybe we didn't. We wouldn't have known that. That's what I wonder. Because like, sometimes just the restores kind of fuck, <laughs> fuck oh, yeah. up storylines. Yep. Um, like... How you couldn't ever see the... I always go back to this one. But the, the Evil first, Dead? Oh, not Evil Dead. Yeah. For me, it was Dawn of the Dead, where it was like, this, this makeup looks fucking awesome. Yeah. And then they restore it, and it's like, I can see every makeup line. Gotcha. You can see where it ends on everyone's neck. Mm. It's like, their necks are not coated with makeup. And it's like, 
so obvious and sometimes the zombies turned blue and you know like it just did yep. weird shit to them huh. when they restored it but still great uh okay and this is this is where this is where mom drops that fucking bomb after after this event she's yeah. like oh you know what you know what a guy trying to murder you reminds me of There's this remember weird paul kid, <laughs> weird kid at the mortuary came here and asked your dad if he could marry you what Oh, also, he was a patient of your dad, who we find out is a psychiatrist, and he got uh, he got really dangerous after his mom committed suicide. He had an intense fixation on um, uh, who was it? Uh, you? Oh, it was you. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? I'm starting. I bet it's Paul that's trying to kill you. That's so funny. I should have brought this up earlier. I'm such a silly willy. Let's have a drink. Let's all get drunk. Let's not fix the window. Let's not call the police. And let's go to sleep drunk. Great. To which they do. Great fucking mom. <laughs> Great mom. Uh, okay. So, I still can't even understand the idea of like just going to bed with a broken window. Like, just that alone. You don't even try to cover it with a tarp or anything. <laughs> like, let alone the fact that anyone could just climb in now, because you yeah. literally have a, a hole there. Raccoons are going to occupy your place or whatever. <laughs> it's like, this is just a terrible idea. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. It's time to drink and go to bed. Um, And so, they do. They have some brandy. They go to bed. And it turns out that that thing that they heard earlier, it wasn't the wind. It was, was it a killer? It turns out it was a killer. Oh, jeez. So a shadow, oh, geez. <laughs> a shadow keeps passing across the window of oh, mom's room. Oh, God, that was annoying like the power outage, man. It was just I like. I actually this... thought, the, I thought the, it was too many times. Oh, yeah. But I thought that at least one of those times looked really good and was like kind of creepy. Yeah. But again, you're right. It was too many. Um, and then. You know, whatever. Then eventually the ghoul just rips open the door, <laughs> runs inside, and I can't, we get a death scene I don't like very much. Yeah, no, it's it's clearly it's clearly an overly weirdly sexualized. It's a, it's a rapey scene. stab yeah, scene. Yeah, it it's like it's I've gross. got I've got my my pokerator and I'm gonna pretend it's my wang and yeah. just go to town on yeah. your stomach. Like, yeah, nope. I could have done without the scene. I wish it was just a quick kill. You know. Yeah, I agree. Like ran right in, pokerator right through the forehead, and and. <laughs> done i think yeah. it would have been even more effective it didn't do anything it didn't add to the weirdness no. of the character we already know he's a weirdo he's walking around with white face paint stabbing people with a pokerator yeah i agree <laughs> um so this finally wakes christy but she's not really can she didn't really hear this because she's kind of slow to move in mm-hmm. uh but she goes into mom's room and finds her corpse and then gets chased by paul around the building and then we get treated to some supernatural Scooby-Doo level, like, how the fuck did Paul get here? He, it's he like, just keeps popping up and doing that pose. He oh, has, I got a poker ah! He has Scooby-Doo powers yep. where it's like, oh, you're hiding in this face? And then they look in it and it's like, oh, no, you're over here. And it's like, this doesn't work. <laughs> you no. can't just have him magically appear places. And it doesn't make... This whole chase scene is probably like a good, what, 10 minutes maybe? I think so, yeah. At least. And it could have just been excised. Like, yeah. I love the shot when she finds her mom and he pops out of the closet next to it. Yeah. Like, and does that pose. Like, I was like, oh, that's awesome. 
Yep. Just grab her right there and move on. Like that's all we needed. Like this chase didn't add shit to me. Like I gotta tell you, the the scenes in the like whatever that thing was, like the pool shed or yep. the garden, whatever yeah. that whatever that area was. They had some fun Halloween vibe to them because, like, the, I liked the lighting. I liked kind of the suspense and whatever. I thought it was weird that he was like asthmatic through that whole thing. Like, he's never shown to breathe weird at all. Yep. And then, as soon as they get to the pool scene, he's like, <gasps> "Yeah." Either way, I was just not a fan of this whole chase thing. No, it was it was too much. And then just to wrap it up, like she goes on this gigantic chase just to end up back at her house again. Not, and that's when she gets taken. Like, dude, just grab her from the beginning. And again, he's behind her the whole time. Oh, yeah. So every single time, when he shows up at the house, there is no earthly way that he could he have starts, just appeared st- there. He starts chasing her down the stairs, and she tries to get the front door open, and it's locked. And she wrestles with that forever, and he just never gets down the stairs. Like, He never gets down the stairs because he's on the other side of it. Because he goes upstairs, jumps out the window, and then walks (laughs) to the front door and goes, Boo, I'm here. Yep. None of this scene worked for me. I wish we could have just had her abducted from the get-go. Yep. The Uh, minute she finds her mom. Yep. I agree. Uh, So, eventually, though, she tries to use the phone and he chloroforms her. (laughs) Boom. And then we cut to the roller disco for a few minutes (laughs) of... uh, Greg's friends. Arcade action. We get, yeah, Greg's nerd friends for some comic relief that doesn't really do much. He but pours popcorn on his head. It's basically to remind us that Greg still exists. I yeah, think. totally. It's really like, oh, yeah, Greg's looking for oh, her. Oh, shit, yeah, he was in this movie, right? <laughs> I will say that what should have gone here is a, a plot point. Like, this is where you have someone show up at the roller disco where he's like, oh, man... You know, I'm having I'm having a fight with blah, with my girlfriend, and it's really sad. Blah, blah, blah. And then one of them goes, "Yeah, really? You know, do you think that she's cheating on you? Because I saw Paul going to their house. Yeah, or, or I saw her sitting in the front seat of Paul's car, driving towards the mortuary. Exactly. Yep. It says something that is a clue that gets him moving towards his goal. And what what does happens? Set him off to the goal? We nothing. Okay. <laughs> he gets in his van, and then he's, he's like, maybe he sees them in the road. Maybe he passes them through some cosmic coincidence. And he's like, because I know he spins a, like a 180 in the road. But I didn't see what the point was. I, yeah, you're right. Uh, boo. Weird. Whatever. So for some reason, if it's a cosmic coincidence or just psychic vibes or whatever, mm-hmm. it's dumb. <laughs> Uh, so back at the funeral parlor, we've got uh, mom and daughter in the car being loaded onto a gurney and then wheeled into the funeral parlor. And Greg has used his fucking Greg senses and he shows up right <laughs> behind them. Like his Greg senses were tingling. But he can't get in. The door is locked. Ah, oh, shucks. No, this was infuriating. So he tries the door, and then the the dad comes home, or comes back to the mortuary, which yep. might as well be their home at this point. They basically live there. And then he opens the door, leaves it ajar, and then Greg's like, nah, I guess I got to go around the house. <laughs> Why did, did he leave it ajar? I thought ajar? he shut it. <laughs> no, he didn't. Okay. I hated that scene. I thought he shut it and he tried it still so it wouldn't work. Maybe that was it. Maybe I maybe I'm imagining that. I mean, it could be my imagination. I mean, why wouldn't 
Are you sure? I've been imagining a lot of things. Are you sure you've been since. imagining things? Oh my god, I'm not imagining things. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he, I thought he might potentially rush him too. When the when the dad got to the door, like Greg would tackle him, like, yeah. get in, like he's gonna save his girl. Fucking go all the way, dude. You can take that old man. Why not? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, exactly. Because I, I don't know that he assumed this though. I don't think he assumed that. Paxton as had as it was. Yeah. sedated her and was about to undress her and embalm her alive. <laughs> Not what you would expect to happen in this in this situation. In any situation. No, no, that's that's <laughs> never what you're gonna guess. So either way, um, it's one of these super unpleasant nudity scenes where you know he strips her naked, washes her, but it looks more like he's covering her in baby oil. It does. Or honey. I think it's baby oil, and I think it's because they needed to keep continuity between scenes. And so if she was glistening someplace, you know, if it was water, it would dry up in places, and it would look uneven and whatever. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, eh, fuck it, just gloss, glisten her up. And then we can slide the corpse out the door at the end. <laughs> um, uh, but yes, so he's doing some creepy shit, and... We get all of these body doubles. We get literally, I think it's two different body doubles for yeah. this scene. And whatever. It's weird. It's a living. The, <laughs> the reaction shots to Paxton are so fucking upsetting. Just him, like, it's like he's alone in a void. Like, it's as though you're at corpse POV. Yep. And you're looking up at him. But, like, he has no, like, he's doing it in a blank room with nothing around him. So it's just like he's in a music video or something. <laughs> and so every time it cuts back to him, he's like, I love you and I'm going to love you forever. And, and this I'm is gonna going be to be the best thing. Once I embalm you, we'll be together forever. We'll be together forever. forever. And, and listen, love him to death. Yep. This is some fucking awful acting. Yeah. The This whole thing, it is shocking that he ever got a career after this mm. movie shocking because his end monologue is brutally bad this stuff is brutally bad yep but once people realized how to write for a bill paxton then it changed everything he can do certain things perfectly and then you just write for that yep then you get an aliens Mm. the greatest movie ever made or the vagrant (laughs) the second greatest movie ever made (laughs) uh okay so, Greg's still trying to get in, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Paxton's still talking to Christy. Um, Paul hears his dad come in the door, and then he covers up the two corpses. Yep. Uh, he's like, oh, oh shit, Uh-oh. I don't want to be caught doing weird shit with corpses anymore. <laughs> Which, you know, is all the two of them ever do. It's like the two of them are like, oh, I'm, I'm not having a satanic ceremony. Oh, I'm not fucking corpses. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. dad. Oh, son. <laughs> We're just a couple of just wild wacky and kids. crazy guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Hank clearly knows that uh, that he killed Christie's dad at this point. There's there's kind of a there's kind of a vibe after he's like, oh, no, he's starting to put it together. Mm-hmm. He's like, the cops have been asking about you. And he says that whole, the same yep. thing back to him. And and he's like, he knows that he had an unhealthy obsession with Christy as well. Yep. So he's like, 
I'm going to have to turn you in because you are, you're probably guilty of killing that dude. (laughs) And then this is when, of course, Paul goes into his full crazy turn, the, the villain speech and everything. Shows a dead mom, shows that he's got Christy because they were against me. I had to kill her because they were against me. Everybody's against me. (laughs) And the dad's like, it might be better if we go to the hospital and you turn yourself in. No, you're against me. You're against me. And he pokerates him right in the stomach. Pokerator. Yep. And then I like the scene, though, where he's just like, oh, fuck. Like, he's just like, oh, dad. <laughs> like, whoops, what do I do? Yes, he definitely does. Does get, he has some instant remorse for killing his dad. Yep. Um, but he also, but now he hears Greg in the in the building. And so he hides behind his door with his embalming needle waiting for Greg to open the door. But the door's, the door's locked. locked. What was he thinking was going to happen? Dumb, dumb. Unlock the door and then you can stab him. Uh, but it, the other part of this is that I, part of his madness is that he also thinks that Greg is his friend, mm-hmm. even though Greg is clearly dating his wife. Yeah. That he believes he's married to and or he's going to be married to and blah, blah, blah. And this would not have been a problem had you just taken him out in the warehouse in the damn beginning. Of course. Yep. Instead of going on a joyride with the van to the roller skating ring for some ass reason. <laughs> but again, I, if they'd set something up where the two of them had been childhood friends, oh, that, that would have made sense. Yep. Like where childhood it's like, friends had drifted away. Exactly. They drifted apart when he started getting crazy. Yep. Um, that would have been perfect. But instead, there's no reason for him to constantly spare Greg. He spares Greg three different times. He does. Why? No True. reason. Yeah. No reason. This And this last time is insane. Mm-hmm. So he's basically like chasing him around and he's like there specifically to kill him. And then he's like, ah. He... I guess I'll just lock you in here. Right. Yeah. Like he, he goes to all this trouble of like doing this whole thing where he hides on a gurney under a sheet and he waits for Greg to show up and uncover him. And he's like, aha, I thought you'd never find me. And then he brandishes his embalming needle and he's like, ah, I'm going to poker at you. But then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to, he's like, no, I'm not going to tell anybody. It's going to be fine. And he's like, okay, you do seem like a cool guy. Hang out here. Maybe I'll invite you to the wedding. Bye. Yeah. And just like takes like off. Like Bonville one. Very Bond villain. Mm -hmm. Very Bond villain. Like, bad, bad choice. Uh, And now we get... uh, We get our our corpse party. Our corpse party, yeah. This is very uh, happy birthday to me. Very happy birthday to me. Um, And... Also, before before this happens, of course, Greg stumbles on a giant fire axe. Every <laughs> funeral home has those. Has a closet with a giant fire axe held to the wall by like four nails. Um, perfect. But, yeah. You want to say, like, Greg you came up with some sort of brilliant plan. To, no, he just stumbles on a fire axe. And so he needlessly drives the corpses across town for his corpse party, too, because we can't have this in the same building. <laughs> Why would you want to have a corpse party at a, at a mortuary? mortuary? That's insane. You got to go to the mortuary warehouse for that across town, <laughs> you dummy. It's it's also it's a party superstore as well, so <laughs> that's why. Um, so he puts on some Mozart and conducts it. And this part bothers me, man, because they made no effort to match the music with his conducting. I don't think that's unintentional either. I think he, they just didn't I match think... it. So it's just like. 
I, it would have been better if it was, you know, coordinated. But you could tell that they just had him conducting nothing. It's so, uh, yeah. That shit is so hard. What? <laughs> Sound sync is so fucking oh, yeah. hard. Uh, but yeah, I totally get it. Like, I, it would have been much nicer. It wouldn't have been it, that hard if they just did a master shot with one, to him doing it to one song. And then right. linked that up when needed. Yeah. That's it's true. It's not crazy. It's not impossible, no. They just didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't care. And that's... You tell it's just like, just conduct classical music. What song? Just, just... Just conduct classical music. Just wave your wave your damn wand. We'll play some Mozart. <laughs> Call it a day. Yes, that's how you conduct. This, is just wave it, sort of. Exactly. In. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this this took me out of it. I, I kind of really wish it was clutch. You know. It's funny, but it didn't do it for me because I was like, "Oh, he's so crazy." Like, there's something about but crazy that's just, people that that's, that's, that's kind ex- of a thing. It is, but that's just an excuse to me. Oh, it is. Yeah. I just wish he was. And I don't think he's crazy enough that he he was buying Mozart records, so obviously he was passionate about the music. So obviously he would be, have been conducting correctly. I feel that's my two cents. I mean, teaching him to actually conduct would have probably been a whole thing. <laughs> it's not that hard though. Like to just to fake it. Yeah. To actually I mean, conduct, yes, that's a skill. But like to yeah. actually know the music and just. Yeah, you know, tap your at least just tap the wand on the beat to the strikes. You know exactly. he didn't it do any. Need, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I wasn't saying like get yeah, bring him to a six months <laughs> conducting training school. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was saying, but you know whatever. Uh, so <laughs> that's where ninety percent of this movie's budget went. Bill <laughs> Paxton learning how to actually conduct an orchestra. <laughs> he conducted the Philharmonic for ten years <laughs> leading up to this movie. Uh, <clears throat> so also. He's using his embalming needle to conduct, which I think was... Which is pretty funny. That was pretty funny. I mean, I feel like it was all set up... Like, I feel like the Mozart thing at the beginning was literally put in there so that at the end he could conduct this with that. Oh, yeah. I think that was absolutely the only but purpose. But I've got another beef here. Oh, no. He was listening to that Mozart on a cassette player. Like, God why wouldn't damn. he have a record player set up if you set up the record? Because he had to dub the record that he'd just bought because all he has is a tape player at that location. Well, the so record he, player's at the mortuary. Yeah, yeah. So the oh, record oh, player's okay. at the mortuary. He recorded a tape off that on his, like, hi-fi system that he has over there, brought it over here on cassette, and then replayed it. Yeah, it was the 80s. Everybody was <laughs> putting things on cassette. Kind of, <laughs> I mean, honestly, that kind of tracks. Yep, it does. Um, all so, right, checks out. <laughs> Uh, he's going to do his big murderer monologue to a room full of corpses, which is kind of funny. But again, his acting is really bad here. I liked it. Sure. I mean, there's, there's definitely fun parts to it. I mean, there's some there, you can see some Bill Paxton of the future Mm -hmm. showing up in this. Um, and we see that Christy is wearing his mom's wedding dress and that his mom is there in the among the among the guests and there's a fucking four layer wedding cake <laughs> i don't want to nitpick but how the fuck did that get there he ordered it at the wedding cake store do you think he had it delivered to the warehouse <laughs> do you know how hard it is to move one of those cakes without destroying it 
<laughs> well, I've never been a wedding cake deliverer, but I can imagine. I have. I you, mean, of course not, you have. Not as a job. You've done every job. No, I've never done that as a as an actual profession, but I've had to every, move a every, wedding cake. Every episode, you've, you've worked a different job. You know, like I've, that guy in Family Guy, it's always working a thousand jobs. No, I've never I done know. that as a, as a job, but I have had to move a wedding cake that was in layers like that, and it was fucking precarious. That like sounds terrifying. Every moment you think something terrible is going to happen. And it was in like three pieces when we moved it, but it was still like those and three pieces. It was pieces. in 20 pieces when you were done. <laughs> it was in one piece by the time I got there. Um, yeah, it was <laughs> it was terrifying. But uh, yes, so that is there. And Greg interrupts the ceremony. <gasps> oh, Greg. He's got a big axe. And he's like, I'm going to, no, I'm going to get you. But Paul's like, oh, Hi. How's it going there? It's good to see you, Greg. You can meet all of the guests. <laughs> and here's my mom. And you know this person. And for some reason, I dressed the guy from the beginning up as a clown. There's no explanation for that, <laughs> but I just did it. Anyway, look at all these people. And uh, he's like, okay, cool. Uh, but then we get into the classic axe versus embalming needle fight. And <laughs> turns out that experience is everything when it comes to murdering people. And he's hesitant to put an axe in this dude's head because he's not a murderer. And so he gets the, he gets the upper hand by kicking him in the stomach. He drops the axe and, uh, and he gets across the room and there in the coffin is Chekhov's AK 47 (laughs) or M 16. What the fuck, man? He grabs it and he's like, Oh, I'm I'm gonna get you. Don't don't come any closer. I know how to fucking load an M16. I know how to guess so because he unloads on him. He does. Ba-da-da-da-da-da. And oh, those are blanks, those are dummy. Blanks, stupid. Of course, you only keep an M16 with blanks in your mortuary warehouse. Have you never been to a mortuary <sighs> warehouse before? <laughs> that line bothered me from Paxton. I felt that was a bad like. It's full of blanks stupid <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's very paxton yeah. though. like him going stupid stupid <laughs> uh yeah so he's like oh shit well that didn't work but it turns out that the loud noises woke, woke up, up christy. christy so she saunters over in she her sleepwalks. wedding walks she sleepwalks over in her wedding dress she sleep murders is, is, are we to assume that she's sleep murdering? I think she is. I mean, it definitely looks like her when she's sleepwalking. Yeah, and it seems like she snaps out of it after she buries yeah, an axe you in might be Paxton's right. back. <laughs> well, she does do that. She and grabs it, hits him in the back, and then he turns around, and then Greg smacks him in the head with something. He did. And he's dead. And we don't get any second comebacks. Like Shocker that he doesn't do one. But the only reason that he doesn't is because we've got somebody else who's going to do it for him. I hate this ending. I thought it was pretty stupid. And I only hate it because it's incomplete. It's it's always been a pet peeve of mine when, like, you know, like, the end of Slaughterhouse where, like, he came out of the backseat of the car and it's like, ah, and it's like, but we don't see the crash. We don't see, yep. any, like, you know what I mean? We could have got that end, like. You see, Slaughterhouse, for me, was setting up a sequel. Yeah, that worked. You know, but at the same time... Like, this is not setting up a sequel. They're not going to be like, oh, and his mom's the killer now. That's yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. happen. I really wanted them to take out the mom. So but basically what happens at the end is the mom wakes up and it's like, oh, she's not dead. She didn't commit suicide. 
Why was she laying dead in the corp in the coffin in the beginning of the movie? That part doesn't make any sense now no. whatsoever. Um, but she is alive, and she picks up the axe, and she's like, Wah! then we get a freeze frame. But it's like, I really wish we, you know, if this took place at the mortuary, yep. how cool would it have been of, like, for her to charge, and then... And Greg's like, oh, shit. And then, like, kicks her over her shoulder into the incinerator. You know what I mean? And she gets cremated. Like, we needed an end cap. Like, there's no point we to did. leave the mom alive. Like, and I agree. And I, and speaking of speaking of that, I think that if this had been made in, like, 88, mm-hmm. uh, I think that we had another Chekhov's gun with that second embalming station where they're in the warehouse and it should have been like mom flips over, lands on the cart, and he jams an embalming needle. Yep. And she inflates and explodes or something, or yeah. he does, or somebody should have That's been what embalmed we to death. That's what we needed. Nobody it's, cares that the mom's still alive yeah. and about to do something. That, no, the the whole that whole secondary embalming station yep. was a was like a ticking time bomb waiting to go off. It was of a like dud. Someone's <laughs> going to get embalmed to death here. Mm-hmm. And it sh- obviously should have been Paxton. I mean, his death should have been getting embalmed to death. It should have been, yeah, poetic justice. But like, instead, it's like, ah, Paxton in the back. It's Oops, dart in the neck. Incre- <laughs> incredibly <laughs> ironic because he hated axes in the back. <laughs> <He's> all- <laughs> he always said, <laughs> I <my> hate, <laughs> no matter, I hate axes in the back. My one weakness. <laughs> An axe in the back. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But she screams, brandishes a butcher knife, and then we freeze frame. Yep. Boo. Boo. Dumb ending. That was a dumb ending, but fun oh, movie. But a fun movie, even even with even all with the, all of its flaws, of which it has many. It's got so many flaws. <laughs> but it is a it it's a fun dumb movie, and it's like it's way more eighties than you think it's gonna and be. And it's a it's a great time capsule movie. I love all the arcade scenes, the roller skating rink. Uh, there's lots of automobiles, and I'm a car guy. I just love looking at those old cars. Oh, so, like, and and I'm a mortuary guy, so seeing how they were embalming back then, I was like, oh, tables. my God, those classic <laughs> needles from back in the day. I was like, man, that's so great. And the pink embalming fluid? Oh, remember when it was pink? Those were oh, the days. I love Christie's Mazda. I love, I love Greg's big, <laughs> cool van. I'm also a big fan of tires. Remember when tires... Lo- oh, man. <laughs> There are so many cool tires in that room. <laughs> I'm just a big fan of bald tires and <laughs> just hanging out in warehouses. But yeah, it's fun 80s. The fashion, the clothes, the yep. scenes, the cars, like all that shit's just fun to look at. All the, all that stuff that would just be normal and commonplace when this movie came out. Yep. Now, what, 40 years later? 50, As... 50 years later? 40 years later. <laughs> oh, God. I'm... No, it's not. We're so old. I'm, I'm not 50 yet. This what are you movie's two about? years younger than me. Okay, yeah. So, like, yeah. <laughs> So this 38 years Jesus. later, 38 years later, <laughs> prematurely aging me. Uh, I aged us. Oh, nice. We're a pair. <laughs> okay. Our, old pair. Old. So God, old. I feel so fucking old. Anyway. Um. Awesome. Try making perfect strangers references at work, and your coworkers <laughs> never even heard of perfect strangers. It's because so, you realize they were born after the show was done. It's so convenient to me to work with David, who is basically an old man millennial. <laughs> like he's a young millennial, mm-hmm. and yet, like he's early, like pretty far down the chain of young millennial, and yet 
he just for some reason is an old ass man <laughs> and it's like when you make reference to shit from the 70s and 60s and like music from the 50s and it's like oh yeah <laughs> like he knows what you're talking about and he is like he is has an oddly old person's grasp of like 80s <laughs> culture and things like that so that's it's pretty funny perfect yes and also he's not as old as i am so he could pick things up off the floor where I would fall down and break a hip. So that's nice. Uh, anyway, thank you all for listening thank to you. this episode of the Funbox Monster Podcast. Uh, and I would like to thank everybody who has rated and reviewed us. We got an amazing review from somebody recently that was really sweet. I really appreciate it. I, I liked I liked that. Uh, I always like hearing nice things, so thank you so much. So if you are enjoying this, please leave us a review and, uh, and, and rate us because it definitely helps. It lets more people get aware of what we're doing. Cause yeah, Conan O'Brien's podcast is creaming us. Conan O'Brien is like getting like nearly twice as many listeners as we are. <laughs> it's, it's so sad. What is it, like 2.5 million? It's, and we're only getting, what, 2.3? We're, we're getting 2. like 1. 1.3 million, 1. something 3 mil. like that. Something like that. <laughs> Uh, oh, and also buy a Lisa mattress. You know, Lisa mattresses, they're like Stop! regular mattresses, but they're fucking uncomfortable <laughs> as shit. Um, and they come in a box. <laughs> uh, and yeah. they were gracious enough to give me a mattress that I sleep on it, and it's perfect for my sleep stop. <laughs> no, it's not. You fucking hate it. Um, anyway, thank you all for listening. Follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast. Follow us at Coast City Comics and uh if you want to purchase things from us, we have t-shirts for the Funbox Monster podcast. You uh, if you <laughs> want to purchase I'm so sorry. from CoastCityComics.com. <laughs> yes, super, super liminal to... advertising. <laughs> uh, yes, CoastCityComics.com. You can purchase a Funbox Monster t-shirt, many other types of t-shirts. You can get your weekly comics from me, uh, and I will send them. And they come with fun stuff. Because uh, David throws stickers and shit. And yeah, we've things. got all sorts of things that we've got. You can buy so. a Karate Champ arcade game. It's a super fun game. <laughs> we actually have a really nice selection of those like micro like little arcade machines. Yeah. Some of them are amazing. And one of them is really calling to me. I, I kind of want the Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> and I also kind of want the Heavy Barrel. God, I love that game. And I spent can... so much money on that game in the arcade. <laughs> And you can follow me at Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend, on the, the, uh, their Instagrams. And check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook for lots of fun stuff there. And um, this weekend, uh, Sunday from 3 to 6 at Bayside Bowl, if you're in the Portland, Maine area, is a VHS swap, and I will be there um, just hanging out. I'm not having a table this year, but there's going to be a what? bunch of other cool people there selling some cool tapes. Cool. And just I'm going to buy out. a bunch of sealed ones, and I'm going to get them graded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I'm so sick of that nonsense. <laughs> you know, oh, God. Oy. Anyway, yeah. welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we will see you next week. Faces. Good night. <laughs>